Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, today we wrap up our Advent and Christmas season. Now, let me give one little justification as to why I am still talking about Christmas even a week later. Did you know that in Christian tradition, Christmas is not to be celebrated only one day, but actually 12 days? It's not merely Christmas Day, but the Christmas season. You see, Advent is the season that helps us long for Jesus, orient our desires around the presence of Jesus with us, Emmanuel, God with us. That's what we're longing for. And then December 25th starts the Christmas season, which is 12 days from the 25th to January 6th, which January 6th in the church calendar is called Epiphany. It's the day the church celebrates the arrival of the wise men, which is the story we find in Matthew 2. So, Christians historically then would celebrate Christmas for 12 days from December 25th to January 6th. And yes, that is the starting point for where we get the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. So, all that to say, that is why it is still good to be celebrating and observing Christmas even the week after. And no, I'm not going to keep doing Christmas episodes after this one, but there's a little history lesson and a taste of why you should celebrate Christmas longer than just the 25th. But for us, we'll do just one week. And next episode, I'm going to be jumping back into our study of Colossians. So that's next time. Today, though, we will examine one more response from the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. Because we have said that if this is all true, what Luke is telling us about the birth of the Son of God, then that demands a response from us. And to help us see how we should respond, we are looking at the initial responses of the characters in the story. So we've seen how the angels have resp- So we've seen how the angels respond in praise and proclamation. We've seen how the shepherds responded by exploring the truths of this good news even more. And now, let's look at how Mary responds as the shepherds come and they report all that is happening that night. Let me read Luke 2, 15 through 20 once again, but I want you to notice as I'm reading this, how it specifically talks about Mary responding to all that is happening. So Luke 2, starting at verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem, and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. What a crazy scene this had to be that night. Angels appearing, the glory of the Lord shining, the heavenly army singing praises about God being glorified and peace coming to his people shepherds following their direction to find a baby in a manger, 
the king of kings dwelling in the most unlikely of places, the quiet lowliness of greatness appearing in what is a world-changing event, everyone sharing their part of the story and what they believe to be happening. I mean, can you imagine the overwhelming feeling Mary has to be feeling in this moment? She just gave birth, not in her hometown, not in some nice hospital, but in a very unexpected way in Bethlehem. She now is staring at the eternal Son of God in the flesh as a baby. Her husband-to-be is trusting her that she did not have an affair, but that this was a supernatural conception and birth. People are appearing before her, saying angels are crying out about the beauty of what is happening. And all that she thought she heard from God's angels seemed to be coming true. God is proving himself faithful. And look what it says about her response. In verse 19, it says, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. All the goodness and wonderful works of God happening right before her doesn't scare her or negatively overwhelm her. It causes her to treasure all that God is doing in her life. And she places them, it says, deep in her heart to ponder or dwell on. So let me ask you this, especially because this is releasing at the very end of the year. I think this is a good question for us to consider. As God works in your life, do you treasure his goodness and ponder them in your heart? Let's simply ask how we might do that better. How can we treasure God's works and ponder on God's works. The first thing it says in verse 19 is that Mary responds by treasuring up all these things. That word translated treasure is the idea of storing something up, making sure you hold on to it. It's like putting it to memory. It's keeping it safe. In order for Mary to enjoy God's work, she has to store them away. Think of it maybe like a treasure chest. In order to keep this thing that is valuable safe, you store it up in a safe place, in a locked chest for you to keep all the gold or valuables or meaningful objects that you have in there. And in order to treasure that thing that you care about, you store it away and you keep it safe. This is what Mary is doing with the beautiful reality of this unfolding story of good news of great joy. She's treasuring it, storing it up as valuable marking it down to make sure she never forgets it. To treasure all that is happening before her is to make sure she doesn't forget what God is doing. So, ask yourself, how are you treasuring the works of God in your life? How are you treasuring the works of God in your life? Is there any sort of rhythm of writing down or putting to memory the works of God in your life? You know, I am pretty bad at journaling, and I'm also bad at remembering back to the things that have happened in my life. I usually think I either don't have time to write it down, or I assume that I will remember it in the future. But the reality is, I don't remember it. I do forget it. And if we continually do that with all that God is doing in our life, we are robbing ourselves of remembering what God has done in our life. And by remembering it, that is a way to strengthen our faith moving forward. So my encouragement to you is this. 
build a plan this year to treasure up God's work in your life. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's audio recordings on your phone. You could do it daily, weekly. You could do it through conversations with friends. You come up with the best way for you, but consider this year how you might treasure the works of God in your life. Which then leads us to the next point. She not only stored them up, she did it so she could ponder them in her heart. Go back to my little special treasure chest analogy. All that treasure stored away does no good if it is never enjoyed. I mean, think about all the stories of chasing hidden treasure. At the core of all those stories are people who have gathered all the treasure, never actually enjoying it. Because now it's at the bottom of the ocean or it's buried somewhere. It was stored up, but never enjoyed. That is the danger for us as well with all that God has done in our lives. Mary stores up these things, not so that it's just recorded, but so that she can ponder on them in her heart, so she can meditate on them, dwell on them, consider them. I mentioned quickly earlier, storing up all the works of God in your life is designed to strengthen your faith in the future, but that only happens if you take time to reflect and ponder them, remember them. Pray in gratitude over them. So here's my follow-up encouragement to you. Build a plan to somehow record the works of God in your life, the big things and the small things. And then also build a plan to dwell on them. So again, maybe if you're writing down a couple times a week the things that God's doing, maybe at the end of every week you take 10 minutes and you just look back on them. Maybe it's every month. You build the plan, but here's what I guarantee will happen if you consistently do that. Your faith and gratitude will grow. It's inevitable. Seeing what God has done in the past will grow your faith for the future. And seeing all the good that God is doing will grow your gratitude in the present. So, in order to grow as a people in faith and gratitude... Build a plan to record the works of God in your life and ponder them often. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace. 